Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for adding a blessing to it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. I think you know this. Could you look at your screens and just say this out loud? Say, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Say it again. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. These things are the things that the world seeks. It's the things that we put on, you know, it's having the bling, the clothes, the looking good. It's having the food. It's having the, uh, the, the houses. It's having the money. It's having all the things that the world works for. He's saying, if you'll seek God first, God will take care of you. God will add those things to you. He'll bless you. Does that mean I don't have to work anymore? No, that means you need to seek first the kingdom of God. Love God first. Put God first in your life. And this being the very first Sunday of the year, I'm proud of you for being here. I believe that God's going to speak to us about first. Let me say, point number one, everything needs a first. Can you say it out loud? Everything needs a first. Everything needs a first. Every year, what do we celebrate? Our birthday. What is that? It's the first day we were alive, right? We celebrate our birthday. In fact, do you know on your birthday, Andre, how old are you? 28. How many birthdays have you had? No, he's actually had 29. However, however many birthdays you have, you actually add one to it because you don't celebrate your first birthday, right? You just celebrated starting on year one. Some of you didn't get that. Okay. So on year one was your first birthday. It was really your second birthday because you were born on your birthday. And then you, you, we really celebrate the anniversary of our first birthday. So uh, just to give you joy today, however old you think you are, you're a year older than that. You happy about that today? <laughs> oh, I'm leaving. I don't like this. It's bad news. No, no, no. But we have we celebrate our first. Do you remember your very first? Uh, you have kids, and you're, the very first words that they said. He said his very first words, right? You you text your spouse, or you you call him and said he said his very first words. Uh, my brother, his very first words was hungry. Hungry. <laughs> I think that's funny. I always remind him of that. Hungry, huh? Yeah. But, uh, you know, different people, their, their very first words that they say, uh, and we remember those things. You know, your very first tooth. You remember that? You have kids and you go, look at he's growing a tooth. Very first tooth. And then the very first tooth that fell out, right? And you remember that. Very first time you fell in love, right? That you just say, oh, man, I don't know what it is. I really, I'm really thinking about that person uh, more than I would think about someone normally, right? And then what's happening to me, right? The very first um, job you might have. Someone says, I I haven't got there yet. No, no, you should be there. Uh, Very first job. When I was 15 and a half, I had my very first job. And I I think I don't think I have, I don't think I haven't worked since then because I just have always liked to work. I enjoyed working. And so at 15 and a half, I remember I got my very first job at AMC Theaters, and I was a person that we had marquees at the time, and I would have to get up on the marquees and, uh, and, and put up those, uh, those things, big letters, and it was right over the freeway and stuff, and it was cool on a cool summer Southern California night. Now it was every Thursday night, and I'd go do that. And I remember uh, it was my very first job, and, uh, and, 
and I, and I enjoyed it. I liked it. And, uh, you know, in, in basketball, I know sometimes my kids will talk about in basketball, they'll say, they're a first-round draft pick. Very first-round draft pick. And it kind of determines how the team's going to be if they get their very first, right? Very first round. Everything has a first. Everything has a first. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, you don't even need to read. What does it say? In the beginning, what does it say? In the beginning, what? God. Or should I say who? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did God create the heavens and the earth? He spoke the heavens and the earth. So the earth and heavens had a, a, a beginning. That's why there's such a, a war against creation. Because if you say that you believe in creation, then that means you believe in a creator. And if you believe in a creator, that means you believe that God is the one who initiated life. And if you believe that God is the one who initiated life, you kind of owe him life. Or you kind of should go back and ask him, what is this all about? And people don't want to acknowledge God. It says in the book of Romans that this would happen. And so what do they do? The very first thing is let's not acknowledge that God started it all. See, that's a, that's a religion. It's called atheism. It's a religion. Um, I pray that atheists would come to our church and be saved. Amen? Yeah, we, I love atheists. I know atheists. But... They don't believe that God was the one who initiated the first. They believe there was a first. They just don't believe that it was God who initiated first. So God spoke. God created in the beginning God. The heavens and the earth and life as we know it, it all had a first. It all came to the, to the words of God. And what did God say over the earth? The Bible says that God looked into darkness and he said, light be. That was literally what he said. Light be. And what happened? Light came. Right? And then the next thing, you know, and then he went on through, we just read through creation. But the Bible goes on to say that he separated the light from the darkness. And he said that there was a, the sun he put in the sky during the day, the moon he put in the sky at night. And notice he started, there was a first day of the sun and a first day of the moon. Who was it started by? God. Is it still going on today? Still going on today. Why? Because God started it. God blessed it. God started it, and the earth is still going on today. The rotation of the earth is still going on today. The atmosphere was separated so that the heavens were different than what's on earth. The, the, the sea, he set to the sea its limits so that it wouldn't run over the ground, so that the sea would have its part, and the ground would have, the land would have its part. God initiated life. He initiated all these things. Number two, repeated patterns and rhythms of life are based on what was first initiated. Repeated patterns and rhythms of life were based on what was first initiated. You don't continue to have firsts. He created the moon and the stars once, and then it, we, we enjoy it every day. He created even the way that the wind blows. He created it and the way that the earth rotates. He created you and I, human beings, and then he said, okay, I'm not going to keep creating human beings he didn't create different species of human beings. He just created human beings. And then he said, be fruitful and multiply. But God is a God who created first. Even when he wanted to start over, what did he do? He took the animals, he put them into an ark, two by two, and he said, okay, I'm going to pull them in. And then he said, reproduce and go back out there and recreate the earth. Recreate, but he didn't 
create the very first time all over. Why? Because God already set into motion creation. There's a first to everything, and then repeated patterns and rhythms of life are based on what was first initiated. You know, um, I studied music for a, a good part of my life, and in music, I've worked, uh, you know, in, in bands and with teams and with choirs and with uh, productions and things like that. And in music, there's always, uh, you always have to start with a rhythm. You have to start with a tempo. You know, and you might say, what tempo are we going to play this song in? We're going to play this song at the tempo of 80, okay? And then the, you know, the 80 is doon, 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 and it goes, you know, and then you have that tempo either on the drummer keeps that tempo or you have a click track in your ears that keep that tempo. And then the next thing you do is you say, what key are we going to be in? We're going to be in this key. And then what chord patterns are we going to use? chord patterns, and then the song is just a repeat of tempo, of keys, of chord patterns, and then it's variations off those things. But what happens if you don't repeat those things? If you just say, hey, we're all just going to get together. Come on, five of us. We're going to get together. You're going to play your instrument. You're going to, come on, ready, set, play. What would happen? Chaos, right? Garage band. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it would sound like a mess, right? And so what happens? You need some organization. That's what God did. He created some organization. And then you set your tempo. You set what you're going to start with. You set your key. You set your chord patterns. And you begin to work with those things. Repeated patterns and rhythms of life are just based on what was first initiated. Every pattern that you have in life, whether it be a problem, whether it be an addiction, or whether it be a great habit started with a thought and it started with an action. It started at some point. It's, there was a first that initiated that and then there was just repeated pattern, patterns and rhythms were based on that. Number three, any cycle, any cycle based on God's word will carry life and the plans and purposes of God. Listen, any cycle that's based on God's word will carry life and the plans and the purposes of God. I mentioned the, the cycle of creation. Notice God spoke, and here, thousands of years later, the earth is still working. God spoke and breathed into man, and here, thousands of years later, man is still working. Man is still reproducing. Life is still happening. Life on our planet is still going on. Because, is it because man keeps it up and man does? Well, man can help with those things. No, but because it's because of the words of God that were spoken into life. In the book of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, it says, God who at various times and in various ways. I want you to notice how God speaks. At various times and in various ways spoke. This is what happens in our lives. At various times and in various ways, God speaks. Notice, he, speaks to the, he spoke to the fathers by the prophets and has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom he also made the worlds. Notice, God's words made the worlds. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the what? By the word of his power. I want to remind you that God, in God's word, God's word, heaven and earth will pass away, but God's words continue to live. When God speaks and initiates something, in it contains the ability to start the process and to continue the process. 
That's why it's important that things that we do, things that we step out on, things that we initiate are initiated by God. Why? Because if they're initiated by God, they'll have the life and the empowerment to continue. If they're initiated by man, then you'll have to empower them. You'll have to fund them. You'll have to back them. Sometimes we step out on things and we go, why isn't it working? Why aren't the things that I step out on working? Did God initiate it or did man initiate it? Because if God initiated it, just like the heavens and the earth, all things won't only be started, but they'll be upheld by the word of his power. God's word started life and God's word sustains life. I can look back in my life and think of things that were started by God and things that were started by me. Can, can you? Yeah, things that I came up with that brilliant idea and things that God came up with the idea. And everything that God came up with, it worked. And it didn't only work, it was sustained. Can somebody see? Everything that I came up with, the plans that I came up with, maybe they were started, they started well. Maybe you could hype them up and promote them well, but they weren't sustained. Why? Because I started them. We need things that are started by God. I remember... Uh, when I was a teenager, I used to just, I used to come up with new ideas all the time, I, and me and my friend, and we would say, hey, let's start a business, and we, uh, we probably had eight different businesses that we were going to start, and I, I'd tell you all the crazy ones, but I remember one business that we said, let's start, and this was, you know, this was back in the 90s, so I said, let's start a, a, a business of, of, of personal, um, personal alarms to where you can put an alarm on, on something like you know, I don't know, your wallet and set it on a table and you walk away and if someone picked it up, it, an alarm would go off, right? And then this was before you think, they already have that. Well, they didn't then. And I thought, that'd be cool because, you know, you go to malls or you go to, you go to places and you set your stuff down and you go, I'm going to run over there and, you know, the lady leaves her purse right there and nobody takes it or somebody leaves his golf bag there and nobody takes it. And so I remember me and my friend, so we, we, uh, we, found, we found a little device that we thought could help do this. And we went into this mall in the city of Arcadia, California. And Arcadia is like, you know, it's by San Marino. It's like, I mean, it's wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. We just happened to go to that mall that day and uh and so there's some you know big rollers that are that are in that mall and so we were we we went down to the middle of the mall and they have this big this big area and I remember we sat down I brought a backpack we set that backpack right in the middle there of the mall I said we're going to test this device we're going to test this device and just see how it works you know we put that little alarm you know there and uh and then we said you know let's just let's just go upstairs and let's go look over the rail all the way down the mall and let's just see how protected that thing is you know we set that backpack there and uh and so we me and my friend get up there we got just far enough away can you still see it i can still see it sitting right in the middle you know the mall and some kid goes by and and, and bumps it and it goes woo, 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 and people look and they see a backpack and they're all ah and i mean <laughs> it created a big stir in that mall can i say i mean it was to the point where i was like who's back that i don't know whose backpack that is you know and then i thought well what about fingerprints and all that i said man marcus we better go get that backpack back and we ran back to that backpack and got i'm so sorry you know and i thought bad invention we're not going to deal with this one and we went on to something else we were going to invent ties and then we were going to invent you know this and that we went on to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing but I, can i tell you everything that i came up with man it didn't work it didn't work but things that, there are other things that God put in my heart. And God said, David, I want you to step out and do this. And I said, I don't really know about that. And I stepped out and did it. And guess what happened? It worked. And it didn't only work, it was sustained. Can you think of things in your life like that? 
Things that you started and things that didn't work, things that God started and things that they were sustained. God is sustaining the whole whole world right now by the word of his power. Isaiah chapter 55, it's written there, says this, verse 10, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and don't return there from the sky, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eaters, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return void, but it'll accomplish what I please, and it'll prosper in the thing for which I sent it. What is he saying? He's saying the rain comes down from the skies, and the snow from heaven, and it waters the earth. I lived uh, in, 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 in uh, California most of my life, and I, I remember over the last few years, we've had a drought. In fact, all my life, we've had a drought, okay? We've had a drought. In fact, it's illegal to water your grass. Like, they can come give you a fine if you water your grass. Uh, my driveway, you know, dirty or something, I wanted to go water my driveway. It's illegal. I went to go start doing it, and my neighbor came and said, hey, you know that's illegal. For what? To water my driveway? Water your driveway, you know? Because there was a drought. And so what would happen? It wasn't green. There was streets. It was brown. A lot of things. The things that were green were the things that we planted that were green. And they stayed green as long as we'd keep watering them and going. Here, it's a lot more green. Why is it green? Because there's water that comes down from the sky. Can I tell you, the Bible says that the water that comes from the heavens comes down and makes things prosper and makes things green. And God's word that comes down from heaven, it said that it won't return to him void, but it's to prosper and to make things work. To make things not only be initiated, but to make things sustainable. Can I tell you, if God is speaking words to us, and we're not allowing the water of God's word to be soaked into the soil of our hearts, we're not going to be green. We're not going to be prospered. We're not going to be, and when I say prospered, I don't just mean rich. I'm talking about we're not going to be living a, a, a life that's fruitful and that's flowing in the things of the Lord and in the works of God. It's important that we allow God's words to come down from heaven. And notice what he said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. How does God's word return to him? It goes out of his mouth into our hearts and back out of our mouth. The way we return God's word to him is to return what he said. That's why when we pray, it's important not only just to pray prayers out of our head, but to grab the word of God and pray prayers out of our heart and return the word of God to him. I know that when when someone uh, that I know or a family member or someone from the church will call and say, I'm not feeling well, Pastor, will you pray for me? You know what I'll do? I'll open up the word of God and I'll say, well, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 53, It says that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we're healed. And so right now I pray according to the word of God for healing over your body. The Bible says by your stripes we're healed. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Why do I say those scriptures? Because my words don't really matter. Your words don't really matter. God's words matter. So when we get God's words down into the soil of our heart and return those words back to him, some of you might be wondering, why are certain things I'm doing not working? That's why. Because God's words don't only work, they work every time. God's words never fail. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. He said, when I speak the word, it will not return to me void. What does that mean? It means every time I speak the word, I intend for it to come to pass. Every time I share vision with you, God says, I intend for it to come to pass. 
every time I, I share my word and I speak something into your heart and I say, step out, and it'll work, my empowerment through the word will happen, and it will come to pass. And you say, but why didn't it come to pass? Well, because sometimes we've let go of the word. Do you remember Jesus with that woman? Well, he was with the woman with the issue of blood, and then the, the, the person came up, and, uh, and they said, who was waiting on a healing, and he was kind of going to the guy's house to heal a servant, and the, the person came to the guy, and he said, hey, you don't, you don't need to bother Jesus anymore because the person that Jesus is going to go pray for already died. And Jesus heard those words knowing that those words, just like God's words can produce life, those words can produce death. He looked at the man and he said, do not be afraid, only believe. Only believe. Can I tell you, that's why I believe we don't get results sometimes. It's because God speaks something and then we see all the other things that go on. And we say, but what about that? But what about that? But what about that? But what about that? That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And what is faith? Faith is believing something you don't see. Faith is believing something contrary than what sometimes it looks like and it appears like. And Isaiah here is saying, the word that comes out of my mouth, I want it to come to pass. Number four, any cycle based on a flawed first will inherently be flawed. Any cycle based on a flawed first will inherently be flawed. In other words, if the start of it is flawed, it doesn't get better. It's repeating a flawed system. You remember when Jesus initiated life and he walked and talked with man, but then Satan got in for man to question God, women to question God, and all of a sudden it started a cycle of sin so that humanity had sin, repeated eras of sin for year after year after year after year. Compare God's word with producing cycles. Satan's word produces cycles of death, but God's word uh, produces cycles of life. There are scriptures in the Bible, like for instance in the book of Proverbs, it says that God doesn't bless someone who got rich by dishonest gain. What does that mean? It means God wasn't in the dishonesty. And so though the person may be rich, it won't be sustainable. Why? Because God can't bless it. God's hand can't be on it. But what does he do? He said, the blessing of the Lord will be on the head of the righteous. And then he goes on and says their children will be blessed. Their heritage will be blessed. Generation after generation will be blessed. I can tell you some of the blessing that's on my life is a result of my parents' decisions. It's not my decisions. Because I can look and go, how did this happen? It was because mom and dad served you. Decisions that you make today, it's not just going to affect you. It's going to affect your kids. It's going to affect your grandkids. It's going to affect the next generations. It's cycles. Whatever you start in your life. Whatever you change in your life, whatever you get going in your life, based on God's word, it's going to sustain that throughout time. That's why tithing is so important. And I'm not going to, you know, go into tithing right now, but I'm saying that's why tithing is so important because the Bible says that if you'll take the 100%, you know, you get a paycheck, you get something, you take 100%, you get 100 bucks, and you take $10 of that, you start the cycle of your finances being blessed. And what happens? I don't know how the 90% ends up being more than the 100%, but it does. I've seen it over and over and over and over and over again. That if you start with the blessing on your household, you start with the blessing on your bank account and your finances, that God will honor that. Why? Because God spoke it. God said it. You can't, we can't go against God's laws. Everything, listen, everything needs a first. And the success of the repeated cycles in your life 
will be determined by whose words were honored at the beginning. Let me say it again. That should be right there in your notes. The success of the repeated cycles in your life will be determined by whose words were honored at the beginning. This is why it's so important to begin the year by hearing the word of the Lord. This is why it's so important to begin 2019 by hearing from God. Can I tell you the most important thing that you and I can do right now is to hear what God is saying in 2019. Can somebody give a big amen today? The most important thing that you can do is find out what is God saying, not what is my friend saying, not what is someone else saying, not what the best opportunities are, not what I've already written down on my goal list. What is God saying in 2019? It will determine the success and direction of the rest of the year. If we hear from God, if we catch a word from the Lord right at the beginning of the year, that's why we're starting the series called God First. And that's why we're fasting for 21 days to hear from the Lord. Why? Because I believe that if we can catch what the Lord is saying during this first month, during this first time, the rest of the year will be affected by it. Let me tell you an example. In 2017, you've probably heard some of the story or most of the story. In 2017, I was in a prayer meeting at my church with my wife. She was there part of the time. We were praying for the church, praying for the ministry. Things were going great in the ministry. Many, many people were coming to Jesus. Many, many people were being discipled, baptized, coming to the Lord. The church was growing, things were moving, vision was expanding, never had plans to leave. And I was just praying about it and saying, Lord, what are you saying to the church? What are you saying, God? What are you saying? We were, we, I mean, we were praying for a long time, taking time to pray, and I wasn't catching anything. And I'm like, Lord, do you not have vision for our church? Well, he had vision. He didn't have vision for me for the church. I said, well, wait a minute, Lord. If I'm not getting something on the inside, why aren't why am I not getting something on? Every year, multiple times a year, I get big vision in my heart for the ministry. What's going on, Lord? So I begin to take it to prayer. Tiffany, let's pray about this. I don't know what's going on. I'm void of vision. I'm not getting, I'm not catching a word from the Lord. I'm not catching what God's saying. And I can't move. I don't have the ability. I'll fail. If I step out on something on my own, it ain't going to work. I need God's word. Somebody know what I mean? I've tried things and failed. I'm a a failure on my own. I'll just tell you that right now. I don't know how you feel about your pastor being a failure. I'm a failure when it comes to things that I step out and do. I said, God, I need you. Tiffany and I begin to just take time to pray and pray and pray. Lord said, go launch a church. Go start a church. And I said, okay. So we went over to Long Beach. Not that I wanted to leave the church, but I just liked you know, I like Southern California. I like the area. And I went over to Long Beach. We bought books on Long Beach. I bought, I started reading on Long Beach. Started doing some biking around Long Beach. Started walking the beaches of Long Beach. And just saying, okay, God, I could see it. I could see it. I got nothing for Long Beach. Nothing. I said, Tiffany, I'm, I'm, am I in sin? Is something wrong with me? I'm not hearing from God. You ever been there before? I'm not hearing from God. I'm void on the inside. I'm praying. I'm seeking God. I'm asking God, and I don't know what he's saying. Did he give up on me? Did I do something wrong? And all of a sudden, the Lord put on our hearts, no, 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 no. We pulled out a map. Memphis, Tennessee. Why Memphis, Tennessee? I have no idea. I didn't know anyone from Memphis. Didn't know anyone who ever lived in Memphis. Didn't know anything about Memphis. I didn't know anything about Memphis. 
I said, we're not going to Memphis. I don't even know about Memphis. And the more we prayed about it, the more we prayed. I just remember saying, okay, God, I'll, I'll pray about it. I'll pray about it. We took several days and just said, I'll pray about it. And um, it, just, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. To make a long story short, we're here a year, half, well, I guess two years this week from that prayer. Living in Memphis, pastoring in Memphis, Memphis Tabernacle started. The Lord said, I want to start a church in the middle of the city. It's going to house my presence. It's going to be a place where people come in and get healed and touched and delivered and restored. There's going to be revival that's going to go on in the city through this church. God's going to do amazing things. We're just at the start of this, friends. Amen. But can I tell you, if I didn't have time to hear from the Lord, if I got into my agenda and my planning and all this, which I love to do, if I got into all those strategic sessions and all those kinds of things, which I love to do, I would have missed it. I would have missed it. If you don't have a word from the Lord, you're in trouble. Why? It can't be sustained. It can't work. I'm not here because I came up with an idea. I'm here because God placed me here and I couldn't be a happier person. I'm home in the will of the Lord. Inside I have so much vision. I have more vision than I know what to do with. I'm flooded with vision. Every day I wake up, Tiffany knows, I wake up, I wake up and I have, you know, before in the morning and I have vision and thoughts and I'm writing things out and I'm excited about stuff. Why? Because I'm in the will of God. If you have to come up with your own vision, if you have to come up with your own plans, you're in a bad place. If you're questioning where you are, can I say use these 21 days to go back, get on your knees, Take time. Seek the Lord. Say, God, I need a word from you. God, I need you to speak to me. God, I need you to initiate something in my life. Because when God speaks, he doesn't only initiate it. He causes it to follow through. Do you ever wonder why things, your rhythm seems off in your life? It can probably be traced back to whatever it is that you're dealing with was initiated by. Rather, who initiated the cycle that you're living in. Start this year, 2019, by hearing what God said. Start each week by setting aside time to hear from God. Start each day by taking 15 minutes sitting with God. Use this 21-day fast to seek the Lord. Someone says, but I don't have time. Think about this. Your year will be blessed on what comes first. Your year will either be blessed or it won't be sustained by whatever you put first. If you come up with it, you're going to have to sustain it. And it's probably not going to work. If God came up with it just like he sustains the heavens and the earth with the word of his power, God's word will sustain the vision in your life in 2019. Let me say this, and I jotted down the statement as I walked in today. I believe it was from the Lord. Sometimes it's important for you just to admit that you missed it. Maybe you started something and pride says, I'm not going to quit. Maybe you need to quit. If you came up with it, maybe you need to stop it. I'm not saying just go quit. Take it before the Lord. Humility just says I missed it. Humility sometimes just cuts losses. Can't tell you how many things I've cut my losses. Things were going pretty okay. But I found out in the middle of it, it wasn't God. And I just had to cut my losses. It hurt. But not as bad as if I would have kept pushing it. As we close, I want you to think about things in your life that are working. 
bow your heads. I mean, you can, you can pray, you can write, whatever you need to do. But think about things in your life that are working right now. Think about things that are not working right now. Things that just keep hitting a road bump or they keep hitting a wall and you don't know what it is. What areas do you need answers in? You've been calling out to God and you're not getting anything. You've been praying, you've been seeking, you've been doing everything you know to do and you're just not getting anything. What would you like to see changed in 2019? I'm not just talking about goals. I'm talking about God-ordained prophetic words from heaven down in your heart. James chapter 5, and I want to end with the scripture. It says, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. For Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. I love that scripture. You know what he means? It means Elijah was just a guy. We look and go, oh, the prophet Elijah. Elijah was a guy with a nature like ours. But the Bible says, but he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it didn't rain for three years and six months. And then he prayed that it would rain, and then it rained. And what does James say? He said, I just want to point out to you, Elijah's like you and me. He prayed big prayers. Can I tell you today, and I heard, I heard the Lord say this as I was putting this together today, encourage people to pray big prayers. Tell people to pray big prayers. Bow your heads, everybody. Pray big prayers. Right now, can we begin to call out to the Lord? Say, God, <laughs> I'm not here to just pop into church or hear some information. God, I need revelation from you. God, I need to know what you're saying. There's some people who are in desperate places right now. God, I cannot go on without you. My life, I don't even know where my next step is. Where my next, I don't know what's next, God. But I call out to you right now. Call out to you right now. I need a word from you. Everything needs a first. And God, I need a word from you at the first of 2019. I need a word from you at the beginning of 2019. And Father, as as pastor of this church right now, I know that I have a spiritual responsibility and I pray over every person right now in this church that you would speak to them clearly. Speak your words. Speak direction. Show them what to move on and show them what to stop. Show them where to pause. Show them where to yield and show them where to press the gas and move forward. God, we need a word from you. Not just for you to start things. But God, to sustain things, to complete things in our lives. Come on, call it out today. God, I need you. I need you, Lord. I need a word from you, God. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast. Podcast.